Hey, I'm Adi. And I'm Savannah, and we're the Polidos. We're here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world. And today we're talking about Dog Impossible Season 1. Yes, before we get to talking about that TV show, I want to talk about a different TV show. <laughs> okay. That I've been watching. I just want to, like... Shame to claim. Shame to claim? Is that a Freudian slip? It is. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. I, meant, I meant to say a claim or claim to fame. Yeah, there we go. claim to fame. That's not what I was going to talk about, but I did... <laughs> Shame to claim it's better's title. That's funny. Yeah. I did binge, like, in the truest sense of that word. I didn't tell you this at the time, but I literally felt like I couldn't stop watching. Oh, I get it. I've like, been it's before. been a while since I've had that feeling with a TV show. Yeah. Where I literally was like, okay, Savannah, you have responsibilities. You have things you have to do. You cannot yeah. just watch this. But I was like, I have to know what happens next. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Claim to Fame, now I keep wanting to say shame. Claim to, shame fame, to fame was really good. Yeah. Um, It's a reality show. It's hosted by Kevin and Frankie Jonas. This isn't even what I wanted to talk about. It's a reality show where people who are related to famous people come on the show. They live in this house together they have no technology um no phones or anything and they have to try to figure out who the other people are related to by a series of like challenges and clues mm-hmm. it's really good it was way more entertaining than i ever expected yeah i even got into it a little bit but that's not what i wanted to talk about yeah i wanted to talk about the hulu i think it's a hulu original possibly that i've been watching uh-huh. it's called the parent test oh yeah and it is Right up my alley. Mm-hmm. So the premise is that there's 12 or 10, I can't remember, it's like 10 or 12 mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. or sets of parents, mostly couples, but there's a, uh, a couple of single parents also. A couple of single parents. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So they come on this show. Yeah. It's, it's a reality show. Uh-huh. And... They have their, they're all different parenting styles, mm-hmm. and their parenting styles are basically, like, tested. Yes. By these different challenges that are given to them, like, in the context of, like, their normal family life. And then they come together on this show, and they talk about their different parenting styles, and they kind of, like, comment on and critique critique each other's parenting styles. Mm-hmm. So, when I went into this show, it was... I expected something different. I thought it was going to be a little bit more like analytical, research-based, like let's talk about the pros and cons type of a thing and use these families as like examples. Yeah. But it's basically like a game show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like vote each other off and stuff. So it's kind of silly, but I still find it pretty interesting. Yeah. You kind of uh, don't get to... You get, you get past the theory... And it just get into the practical, I guess. Exactly. It's like, what does this actually look yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. And some of the parenting styles are like so specific mm-hmm. that I feel like nobody would really call themselves that. I feel like it's just some whoever, like the producers were like, 
oh, well, let's label you this. But I'm sure that that's not what they call themselves in real right. life. It's like the helicopter parent. The <laughs> Which I know that that's a thing, but I feel right. like not a lot of people refer to themselves as a helicopter parent. No. The like, high-achieving parent. The strict parent, the yeah. natural parent, the free range parent. Like, there's so many, like, <laughs> super specific parenting styles. Right. Yeah. But I recommend it to check mm-hmm. it out. It is um, very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's way more gimmicky than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And so I was a little bit like, uh, but it, it makes it funny and entertaining. Yeah. Little rabbit trail. Just before I forget. I am interested in, in this, uh, talking about about the the show, uh, but something that you said reminded me of an idea that I wanted, that, that, that I had, was to just, like, talk about all the different schooling methods. Mm-hmm. And we briefly mentioned some of them, I think, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I think a year ago or whatever on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be cool to, like interview some people and talk, and based on their like different schooling uh, experiences and mm-hmm. just kind of like talk about like the good and the bad and the ugly and there's a lot like at my work i'm just learning about so many different school methods mm-hmm. and i'm like i've never heard of this you mm-hmm. know like unschooling was one of them but then recently i've heard of this other method i'm like what is this? What was it? I forgot. It wasn't uh, like charter school, right? No. Huh. No. I'm not sure. I forgot what it was. But I'm like, oh, interesting. Huh. So there's just so many out there. And uh, kind yeah. of related to this, the different like parenting parenting, and, and all yeah. stuff. I think it's very interesting to kind of like dissect them and, and, and see what that like the day-to-day looks like. And so this, going back to this show now, it, from what I've seen, it looks really good. Uh, because you get to uh, go into their like everyone's lives mm-hmm. and and see how the the children uh, respond to a challenge, yeah, like a challenge that is placed on every single parent, yeah. every single child, uh, and, and so it's cool. The whole like game show thing, I don't quite understand. Like, I kind of in a way care less of like finding out like who's the winner. <laughs> I know because I'm just interested more of like who is. Like, how are the children going to respond in this Yeah, scenario? it's fascinating. Yeah. It is really fascinating, yeah. They had, like, a challenge where they were supposed to try to um, get their child to jump off, like, the highest diving board at the pool. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that. like, ha- and so basically you were just analyzing, like, how did the parents interact with them? Like, what did they say? What did they do? And it was four families that were doing this, and it was interesting all of them had like a parent who actually went up to the top of the diving board with them uh-huh. except for one who mm-hmm. just like stood at the bottom and like yeah. told their kid what to do. Yeah. Like that's it's very interesting to see like how these different dynamics play out. Yeah. How the kids respond and all that. It was it was fascinating. Yeah, that's so cool. I, I might uh watch that from the beginning. Yeah. Because it sounds really interesting. Yeah, so uh, I think we're kind of getting back into like just watching TV shows and new discovering new TV shows out there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know for some reason I can't remember besides these past like few uh, shows. I can't remember like really invested in a show. Why is this funny to you? I think you're right about this. Okay. It's just that 
feel like it's very you. It's very oddy to like hear or like talk about a specific, a very specific thing and then like zoom out and be like, yeah, I'm really getting into and do like this whole like, <laughs> this is now part of my personality. Yeah, I've really been getting into like using my planner. I've really been getting into like, I don't know. I, do you know what I'm talking about? Though? Yes. I've just yeah. been really getting into making coffee at home. I am. <laughs> All those things are true. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but uh, boring, so I just, dull, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny that even something as simple as like a TV show I'm watching, you're like, yeah, we're really getting into... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's obnoxious, but... No, it's not obnoxious. It's just something I've noticed. Okay. Noted. Noted. Well, uh, yeah, so that's good stuff. I like that. So, well, uh, I want to hear more about the parenting stuff. I'm not sure if I'll have time to watch that now, but uh, I am interested. (laughs) I thought you were getting into uh, (laughs) discovering new TV shows. Well, I have my own TV shows that I'm like. Okay. We'll talk about those another day. Well, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. I've been thinking about this for a while now, and I, I'm excited. So yeah. I want to report I want to report on the season one okay. of Dog Impossible. So explain to me the structure of this episode. The structure is, I'm going to first mention a disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That has to be the first thing. <laughs> I am not a professional. I am not a professional. This is not really uh, a specific medical advice. <laughs> Please consult your doctor before yeah. doing anything. Okay. And second thing is I want to talk about the facts, the do's and don'ts that I learned from okay. watching season one. Okay. There are six episodes in total in season one. And I took notes on everything and anything about what Matt, Matt, the, the the owner of Zendog, he's like the the one that we see him in each episode and talks about like how to care for this dog, what not, what not. So that's the second thing. What's so funny? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you're just amusing me today. Okay, that's actually the third thing. The first, the second thing. Uh, after the disclaimer is, I'm going to talk about all the dogs that I... <laughs> what is so funny? You think this is a joke to you? <laughs> <laughs> so, let me, get this, let me get this straight. You're laughing at how organized I am. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Well, the first thing I was laughing at was about how you said... I don't want to sound like I'm just... No, it's okay. I'm picking apart everything you're saying. But you said, like, Matt, he's the one that we see in every episode. Like, yeah, he's it's his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just funny that you, the way you described it. Like, oh, he's the one we see in every episode. Yeah, I, we know that I describe things weirdly. I just don't have... I didn't have the word for it. I like, know. I thought about host, but he's not the host. Right, he's, right. Yeah. And then... Just wasn't expecting you to say I'm going to talk about the dogs. Like, you're going to go through a list of all the dogs. Yeah, it's not that long. No, that it's fi- like a- that's fine. I just wasn't expecting it. So when you said it, it was funny. <laughs> okay, that's all. All right, and so I'm going to talk about the breed and the age. <laughs> yeah, I knew that that was going to get you. That's why I just had to say it. 
heck? I can't breathe. Our listeners are not going to take me seriously. This is a serious so episode. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm reading the age, so you're get, you're creating like a little dating profile for each one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, okay, so all we know about these dogs' identity is obviously their name, <laughs> the breed, and the age. I'm not gonna mention their name. You're not gonna mention their name? No. Why would I? Wait, that's confusing. Why not? I didn't write it down. <laughs> I thought it wasn't it wasn't important. You don't think their name is important? No. It's also <laughs> private information. So I'm private information. So why is the age <laughs> more important than the name? I mean I guess it's relevant. Yeah, there's a method to my madness. Okay. Here. Okay. I'll try to keep it together. And uh, by the way, I'm not like thinking that this episode is like ridiculous or anything. No, I get it. I no. think this is a great episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> okay, okay, go on. <laughs> The fourth thing is, I want to talk about the problems of the dogs. <laughs> That's not funny at all. I just felt like I needed to laugh. Anything you said, I was going to laugh. Yeah. That's not funny. The fifth thing is going to be uh, Matt's tactics and okay. like slash like some quotes that he said. Okay. Um, are there some quotes that you don't say? What? Because there's like, some quotes he said. But it's given. A quote is something that. You... <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, okay. So super, 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 super brief. Um, disclaimer. Not disclaimer. Before I get to get into that, a little just intro. So we we've talked about Dog Impossible. Uh, it's a it's a show about um, the the owner uh, of the Zen Dog. They reside in. Thing like L.A., Orange mm-hmm. County. Now they're I think also in Texas, and oh. the owner is Matt Bersner. Bersner. I'm gonna I'm gonna look oh, it up yeah. after before Matt. we end this episode. You're gonna quote him later at the end of this episode. So I am. You will. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna say as Matt Bersner. I think so. I, I need I need to uh, look it up. Right yeah, it sounds. But I anyway, can, uh, I can hear it, but not quite. Anyway. Anyway, so he uh, runs this um, this company that uh, deals with dogs that, ha- that have uh, 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 problem behaviors. Yeah. So each episode focuses on, like, at least two dogs very heavily. And they talk about right. the, the problem and their history and and all that crazy stuff. And at the end, um, and during the whole episode, Matt focuses on, like, how to solve those problems mm-hmm. and and so at the end there's the the problem is fixed right and all that stuff so mm-hmm. that is a synopsis that's a that's a synopsis synopsis there we go um so disclaimer so each episode starts with this and i'm going to start with this mm-hmm. it says and i quote don't attempt the training techniques you are about to see in this case, listen to, without consulting a professional. Okay. So I think that I stand by that. So these are, this episode's obviously me just reviewing the season one and, and talking about the episode, mm-hmm. the, each episode. So uh, I think that is a good um, warning, a good thing to note. 
before we get into the nitty gritty. Okay. Okay, so um, <clears throat> second thing, like I said, there was at least like two dogs mm-hmm. per episode. So let me go by the breeds and their ages. Okay. Uh, I think it's important because this goes from like just a ton of different breeds in different ages. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool that we got to see a, a variety of dogs. And so these dogs that you're listing are, these are like the problem dogs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These are the dogs that have gone through like, that have been through a, abuse, um, neglect, neglected dogs, dog, dogs mm-hmm. that have been um, like fostered or adopted um, through like uh, shelters. Yeah. Um, there's even like a stray dog. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just some, some like really rough like dogs and mm-hmm. um, that p- people have um, adopted them when they're a little older or like they just uh, form these behaviors mm-hmm. since like puppies. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, just a, a large, large scope um, of problems and, and the breeds and stuff. Okay. So here's a list of the dogs. Okay. Okay. So there's a pit mix. You're one and a half. Okay. Five bulldogs. Oh, I remember them. Yeah. So they're, uh, their ages range from one one and a half and two years. Oh, young ones. Yeah. So that's all from episode one, episode two. There's a Jindo dog, eight years. Jindo? Yeah. Jindo. Huh. Is that a mix? No. Oh. Yeah. There's a blue. Um, uh, the Jindo dog, I think, is the, the stray dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard of that. Interesting. Um, a blue healer dog or heller dog <laughs> bluey <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what they it's, are uh, a year and a half uh, episode three there's a chinese crested dog oh those years. are so crazy looking yeah a uh kata huala whippet mix kata huala kata huala uh whipper mix whipper whipper i think okay yeah uh, I wrote down, yeah, two years. And then a golden retriever. Episode four, there's a... Uh, Brogian. Oh. Brogian. Oh, oh, oh. That's not... Brogian Ridgeback Mix. Oh, okay. Six years. Interesting. Oh, an old one. Mm-hmm. Not really that old, but all the other ones have been so young. Yeah. This one was uh, physically abused. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, is it Rhodesian? Rhodesian, yes. Uh, yes. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Rhodesian. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, that's an N at the end. That was an H for some reason. Oh. Uh, a Boston Terrier mix. Okay. 10 years. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Senior. Uh, <laughs> episode five, we got uh, a pug, three years. Nice. An Australian Shepherd, <gasps> five years. Our favorite. A Boxer Lab mix. Two and a half, I think. Or is that a seven and a half? <laughs> I think it's a two and a half. Sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was uh Stacy, read back the notes. I can't read. Episode six is a pit mix with, uh, yeah, three years. <laughs> okay. And, and, and then another Australian Shepherd, nine years. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, um, what am I supposed to do with this information? For the people. For the people. Yeah. If, what are they supposed <laughs> to do with the information? 
Um, just uh, thinking about all the facts and problems we're about to discover, and these dogs had it. Okay. You know? Okay. Are you going to... Never mind. Go ahead. Am I what? Nothing. No, I'll say it. Like, are you going to reference, like, oh, it was this dog who this happened to? I thought about that. Uh Uh-huh. And if I would do that, it would take, like, two episodes to to do that, because (laughs) it's a lot of uh, notes that it took. Okay. Uh, I'm a reference, like, if I do remember, like, oh, yeah, it was this dog. Oh, but okay. I know it's a good idea, but the thing is, it's, it's going to take a long time. Okay, no, that makes sense. I was just wondering why you were just, like, reading them out at the beginning, but I get it now. So you're just kind of, now you're going to talk about things, like, kind of broadly. Yeah, like, here's the facts, here's the do's and don'ts. Got it. And uh, here's it in general sense um, for those people that are very interested of, like, oh, what kind of dog had that problem or issue or whatever yeah watch the show yeah yeah it's really good and so this is why we're doing it because like we love the show and after we finished it together like a year ago watching it together i was like oh like because we were interested in like gaining a puppy and yeah. all that stuff right and i was like oh i wonder if matt has a, like a book of like how like what to do how to train a dog oh yeah right and uh turns out he doesn't have one he doesn't so, no oh no he still doesn't so uh, not that I know of. And so I thought about, like, making this episode just writing, like, the things that he said. Because he said, okay, do this. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an episode about this and uh, yeah. make a little, like, audio book. Then you like, can listen back to it. Yeah. But again, disclaimer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to consult a professional. <laughs> this is this is the, just a, an education. Uh... Educational and informational purposes only. Exactly. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. As you were reading those off, I... So, I watched this show, like, maybe a year or two ago. Uh, yeah, I think it was, like, two years ago. Yeah, honestly. it was, honestly. So, the ones that, I that like, stick out to me that I re- really remember... Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have remembered the breed, but you said the one that was, like, the stray dog. Yeah. I really, J- Jindo. I really remember him. And then, when you said the, like, group or, like, the pack of... Um, Pugs or whatever, yeah, not pugs, uh, bulldogs. 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 Yeah. I just immediately could see them all running around yeah. their house and fighting with each other. Yeah. That was intense. It was so intense. So, yeah, that one really sticks out to me. But anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm going to uh, go to problems before I get to the facts. Okay. Uh, it makes sense. So, I made a, all the, I made a list, a long list of um the problems of with the these dogs okay mm-hmm. there is a keyword here and that's aggression a ton of these dogs had this issue mm-hmm. aggression 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 makes sense yeah so that means biting their human parents children even a mailman and biting dogs they're quote-unquote like dog siblings mm. other like strangers dogs yeah one dog ended up killing a dog another dog and that was that's awful crazy yeah yeah the other key word would be under socialized oh yeah these dogs like the solution for most of these dogs was to socialize with i think everyone oh. every single dog was like you, your dogs need to be socialized. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so maybe people out there, like if you listen to these, pro- like I'm about to read the the problems and stuff. Maybe some of these like m- might be problems that you are dealing with with your pet. Maybe one of the solutions would be to socialize your dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so anxiety is also no- another thing. It's crazy how like anxiety, fears, uh, are like 
problems and yeah and these dogs like just show it by being aggressive mm -hmm. or just trying to be dominant yeah right so that was crazy there was this dog that didn't want to uh, be on a leash that was that jindo dog oh that's right yeah that's straight dog yeah yeah, yeah eight years and the thing that that like family yeah. took him when he was i don't know like seven or six years yeah old eight years of being a stray no just in life oh, oh he was eight years old yeah, yeah but i'm not sure how long yeah and yeah. didn't they take him in because he was at risk of like being picked up by animal control yeah like they had gotten him many times or something yeah. and so if matt didn't intervene didn't help then they would have the animal control would have taken them and yeah. put them down yeah i know so it was literally like life or death yeah it was crazy yeah that was one of the most like crazy things there yeah yeah um some of these other dogs like believe it or not the problem was like they were addicted to the the attention that they were receiving from the human parent yeah a lot of uh the of the parents would pet their dogs without really like asking for permission mm -hmm. and so that became a problem yeah um because it showed that well my my parents are like petting me while i'm not calm mm -hmm. so why should i be calm yeah right so that's one of the things that like main things that popped up throughout this um season mm -hmm. which i was surprised i'm like dang like the too much attention, like I know that could be a problem. Yeah, it's interesting. And you got your classic barking, growling, whining, lunging at people. Like that's classic. Yeah, yeah, that, that's one of the problems. That was like one dog I just mentioned that had those all those issues, mm -hmm. and uh, another dog had a uh, an issue of barking at the neighbor's dog mm -hmm. and like really trying to like dig a hole under the fence to get to the dog. Oh, that was the same dog that killed another dog. <gasps> That's yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh, and since we're talking about barking, there was a dog that, the the, the Chinese uh, crested dog. Oh, yeah. That uh, just loved barking at, at other dogs while they were on their walks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was crazy. Uh, and one thing that Matt discovered uh, was that, that there was a problem was that the human parents were sleeping with their dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. One of the episodes, it was that same um, Chinese crested dog that the the parent was like having this dog sleep with with her. Um, <laughs> they go on this walk, and uh, and and they there's this like just stranger walking their dogs. She passes by, and her dogs are barking. And Matt um, tells her like, "Oh, like I could fix that." Oh and, yeah, just a random stranger. Yeah. And she laughs. She's like, and, and so it's like, yeah, that, there's a solution for this. Um, they require for for them to stop sleeping with you. And she like chuckled. She's like, <laughs> and she was pretty shocked because it was true. Like, like she was sleeping with the dogs. Oh, and yeah. he just like knew. She just he just knew based on like their wow. their barking. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh. So so that was an issue that uh, was very common just barking at like people at dogs yeah there's another um dog that wouldn't let people in the house oh right yeah i remember that being like a common thing that you, well not necessarily not letting people in the house but just barking whenever people came to the door mm -hmm. and i know that like my dog had that issue and i think that's a very common thing oh yeah that a lot of dogs have is like when the doorbell rings or when somebody new walks in or whatever that they just like can't calm themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, there, there was a lot of dogs that uh, you see, like, Matt ring the doorbell or knock, and the dogs were immediately, like, just start barking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there there was that. Um, since we're talking about that, like, not dogs not being that, like, chill or calm, uh, they there were some dogs that didn't really have that uh, uh, innate, um, just, like, self-soothing behavior. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that would cause a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. So that was an issue. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That, that's all the problems that uh, were. That's a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. There's there a lot. Um, we're done a lot. They're, they're kind of like similar to, to each other. There was a, another dog that had like, food insecurities. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They would like growl as soon as they got their food and they were mm-hmm. eating and they did not want to be interrupted. That's, That's another very, thing. I was gonna say, sorry. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. Go, no, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> okay. That's another thing that um, my dog actually developed later in life. Really? It was weird. She didn't do that as like a puppy or like a young dog, but as she got older, and I don't know if it had to do with like her eyesight fading mm-hmm. or something. I don't know, but she would like. If she had food, like human food that she wasn't supposed to have, yeah. If you tried to take it away from her, mm-hmm. um, she would like show her teeth and like growl at you, which oh my she never growled at people. That yeah. was the only time. Yeah, and it was like a little scary. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was gonna say my dog is kind of a, a similar like size, and maybe there's some like breed mixing in there that is similar to your dog. Mm-hmm. Um, she does that. Like, yeah. She starts growling. Yeah, and she doesn't let the other dog touch her food, huh? Oh no, no. So yeah. they have two separate bowls, but yeah, she's like kind of the alpha. Yeah, she's like the little one, but she's the alpha. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. So, um, unfortunately, with that the food security one, um, it was one of the. It was a golden retriever that had that issue, and uh, we didn't really see a solution. Like we just kind of. Um, it was like the third like dog that was just mentioned briefly. Some episode did that. Like oh, there was like a third the C story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but that one unfortunately there there was no like really solution to it. Oh, interesting. That that was like aired <laughs> yeah we'll never know <laughs> yeah we'll never know so i was really curious because uh that's a common thing mm-hmm. um yeah and i'm sure we would mention too much attention right there is yeah 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 which is crazy so that is it and before i move move to facts i want to talk about dog prejudice mm-hmm. and matt brought this up and i thought it was really cool that he did because uh this is towards the end of the season he said like here are the breeds that a lot of people like when they look at these dogs, they think that like these dogs are really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is true. Yeah. Here's the dogs that he mentioned. Pitbull. Yep. Doper, Dobermans. Doberman, yep. German Shepherds. Yep. Brettweilers. Yeah. Mastiffs. Mas- Mastiffs. Mastiffs. Yeah. They're huge. Uh, and that's it. So he said, these are the dogs that like, we are uh, trying to stay away from and we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and his whole the reason I bring this up now is because this whole like um, slogan and, and kind of like mantra, the way he carries the whole like Zen dog is that he says like, there is no such thing as a bad dog. Yeah. And he proves that mm-hmm. to the audience, to the, the human parents, to people. Um, by taking these dogs that people don't really like, want to really like help, and and uh, 
and find solutions for the, for the people. Yeah. All right. So now let's get down to dog facts, do's and don'ts. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff here. And this is the exciting part that I look forward to uh, just talking about. Okay. So I want to start off with one of Matt's uh, sayings throughout the whole series. He said, well, the whole uh, season, he said that 90% of aggression is fear-based. Okay. And he said that a few times throughout the the season one, mm-hmm. throughout the season. I thought that was, uh, I guess, spot on based on what I saw. <laughs> spot on <laughs> based on your analysis? Based on what I like saw yeah. was that, like I said, the, uh, I think when I was reading the problems of the dogs, they there was some like fear, like fearful behaviors mm-hmm. that, that I mentioned and um it's kind of accurate to their aggression like i said aggression was yeah. kind of the 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 main problem that right. most of these dogs had and it's inter- interesting that he uh labeled them as like fear based yeah and for the most case i think that is true i think that like a dog there's been some some dogs were like bark at other dogs mm-hmm. because it just saw them and um, some dogs also just would bite their quote unquote sibling dog right? to have that dominance over the dog. Uh-huh. Um, some of these dogs worked on, actually all the dogs uh, went, went to the, um, the Zen dog area. Mm-hmm. The, to, his like, what do you call it? His like ranch kind of. Kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where they go and socialize with different breeds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was an instance where a dog was helping the killer dog mm-hmm. by sum- having the killer dog submit to this other oh. dog that was the alpha. Yeah. So, um, that was cool. Um, one thing that I learned was it's really good to, one, obviously to socialize your dog Mm -hmm. that is the key Mm -hmm. i think every dog socialized with other dogs in the zen yard yeah which was so cool another thing is that it's great to be exposed to other breeds Mm. um what matt did is he has a ton of dogs that work as kind of therapeutic dogs yeah some of these themselves have dealt with abuse or Mm -hmm. or just all these crazy problem behaviors and stuff, aggression or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have now been helping these other dogs. <laughs> and so Matt just uh, busted out a ton of different breeds. And he said, well, this dog is might be helpful for this um, dog because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it was really nice to see all these different dogs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool that they, everyone would show up and, you know, try to mingle with the... Uh, with a problem behavior dog. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, one thing that I I learned very quickly is that smelling a dog's booty is like kind of the very first step to mm-hmm. socialize your dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that's a, a normal thing. And so there was also um, some instance, instances where Matt tried to have the problem behavior dog smell another dog or have their own butt uh, mm-hmm. smelled. Yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah. And so um, sometimes it's really hard. It's pretty hard to even do that. Yeah. Sometimes like when they were really not socialized and like didn't know how to behave around other dogs, they wouldn't do that. And so sometimes like, yeah, when they started doing it, they were like so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So it took a while for them to adjust to being socialized. Yeah. Um, like I said before, being under-socialized was a big problem Mm -hmm. for these dogs. Um, So I think it's good to know that, like, once a week or or not, like, it's good to bust out your dog and and bring them out to, like, a dog park or go to, like, a a place like the Zen Yard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty nice. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I wouldn't necessarily think of Mm -hmm. because you kind of just think, like, oh, I'm just getting this dog to, like, live with me and my family and like interact with us mm-hmm. not think about the importance of having them be around like other dogs other people other animals oh yeah and just how much that can help them with their life and their skills and yeah yeah totally so social life is needed 100 mm-hmm. percent um and movement walking also is another thing that uh, Matt said it helps with anxiety, with mm-hmm. an, with stress, and just the movement also sometimes kind of shakes the dog out of that like that place that they're stuck mm-hmm. in. Oh yeah, yeah. Movement is key. So walking your dog, uh, he t- Matt talks about like how do we walk the dog? Right, right. Well, the first thing that I was like very shocked about was he 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 kind of like led by example and i saw very quickly that the dog is not really in front of of matt Mm -hmm. like when he's walking the dogs is usually like on on his side yeah so like you or you and the dog are walking together it's not Mm -hmm. like that what the dog is pulling you right so you know in that instance of like the dog the the dog is in front of you it's pretty much like the dog is walking you right you're you're just following Mm mm-hmm so you want to be the leader. Yeah. And he talked about that you should have the leash, the, the, the leash should have some slack. Right. That means the dog is like. With fo- you. With you and following yeah. your lead. He's not the one that is like directing things, right? Mm-hmm. So if the, there's leash, if, the, if there's some slack on the leash, that means he's good, mm-hmm. right? Um, and your arm should be, your arm should be loose. Um, oh yeah, I'm yeah, like relaxed. Like, relaxed, and that also speaks on your um, vibe and your energy that you give out. Yeah, Matt said that if you're like calm and chill and relaxed, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. Like then the dog will like feed off all that. That makes sense. Yeah, and and he said that dogs really do pick up on that energy, mm-hmm. like this real energy that we kind of give out whether it be it by our body language or facial expressions, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. if we're tense and scared, then the dog is going to pick up on that. Yeah. So you need to like calm yourself down. Right. And regardless of whatever the dog is doing, like try to, to lead the dog, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so the first thing is like, have your arm loose, not like super straight and stiff, but like really loose. If the dog starts pulling on the leash, like you stop. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I mean, obviously, I don't, I'm not an expert and I don't know like the research behind any of this, but I just thought it was, it seemed like a good thing how he did that. And like, 
he wasn't constantly like pulling the dog back to where to like be next to him or like Mm -hmm. making the dog do all this stuff. He was really just waiting Mm -hmm. for the dog to like be ready to walk beside him. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't allowing the dog to pull him along, but he also wasn't being like forceful with the dog either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, positive reinforcement is great. Um, he said the praise is the the greatest dog reward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wrote that down and uh and so while you're walking the dog, like he he would for one dog he said like he is you know, good boy uh-huh. whenever he is being a good boy. Yeah. Um and so I think that using those of positive reinforcements, those that those verbal praises would um would work. Yeah. So um, saying good boy and stuff is awesome. And he said, like, get ahead of of the dog's uh, reaction. Mm, like, interesting. Like barking. It, yeah. If you know that your dog is, is going to bark, like start, like, really, like, saying good boy when they're, they're, they're calm, even if they're quiet for a few seconds. Oh, yeah. So you want to get ahead of that uh, reaction. Right. Um, in order for them to be like, oh, yeah, okay, like. Um, my parent is telling me I'm being a good boy when I'm calm. So that means like the more calm I'll get, the more like praises I'll get. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, well, another thing that he uh, mentioned is to um, wait for your dog to give you the eye contact. To, uh, eye contact? Yeah. Oh. Like when they're kind of um, looking around, that means like they're not really like engaged listening. Um, But once they kind of like look at you, that means like, okay, Hey, I'm waiting for you. Oh, okay. What what are we going to do? Oh, like when you're walking? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought about that. You know, like when you're, you're stopping waiting for the dog to calm down. If he looks at you, that means, okay, Hey, where are we going? Yeah. So I I think that's a good, uh, good thing to, to keep in mind yeah so that is it as far as the walking (laughs) Uh, another thing that i uh thought was interesting he said at one point he goes into the you know someone's house and uh he noticed right away that the the dog was lunging like when while matt was sitting on the couch oh yeah the law the dog like lunges at him and like gives him like a full kind of like kind of like eye contact oh, and he said uh-huh. that altitude is attitude and <laughs> he pretty much says like he's trying to like pretty much square up with 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 him um oh interesting yeah and and so that was very interesting that like that kind of that behavior of the dog setting up really straight that means like hey i i want to like um have the let you know that i'm i'm, I'm the alpha i'm like bigger and, and taller than you oh. are yeah huh yeah Speaking of positions, this might be like super obvious to some people that are, that have dogs, mm-hmm. but um, there's that doggy pose, like the lower position, you know, that doggy stretch. That just means like it's it, he's being playful. <laughs> oh, are you talking about like um, what he referred to as like the the bow to play? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that either. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that means like playful, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm glad that I watched this because I didn't know a lot about about dogs like positions and like their body like, what, what does that language mean? Yeah. yeah yeah another one is uh the shaking um i think it might be like based on like the context there here but um shaking he said that that refers to um they're shaking off the stress oh when they do like a quick like yeah. shake yeah yeah 
Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. him talking about that too. That, and yeah. I didn't, I would have never known that either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was really cool that uh, he, he said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this, I think, goes along with with uh, just knowing your dog and the positions and stuff. Kind of, not really. But um, he said, he he made a point to... Um, to to specify like this dog had it, their nature is this mm-hmm. Chinese crested dogs. I think that's what are, it's called. Oh, yeah, they are known to be uh, very sensitive. Oh right. Um, and he was just uh, taking note of how the parent was was um, working like super hard when she was walking the dog by just keeping keep saying the name and like saying like come here come here like you know walk with me walk with me walk with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said like you shouldn't be very um, um, I forgot what was the word but like like. You should you should be kinder in a way. Basically, because, yeah. Yeah. Um, he also said about uh, oh, what other dog was? Um, did he say that this dog? Oh, um, Australian shepherds are no. They are noise sensitive. Noise sensitive. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So for this dog, he um, he said like it's good to um, to desensitize desensitize. 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 There you go. By going to noisy places. Oh, huh. Yeah. And so um, that's a way to work with a dog. Wow. Yeah. So um, I wrote down as a rule of thumb is to know your dog's nature. Yeah. I think it's really important. I think like you need to know first off, like what does your dog typically, what's what's their natural state? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and I think going from there. um, because I think that you're going to learn a lot of like, okay, I should do this or like I should work extra hard on this because yeah. it's in their nature. Right. Right. So I thought it was really cool that like he did mention like, yeah, this dog is this way by nature. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A hmm. um, couple of little things here um, might be obvious to some again, um, but there was a dog that they had. Like, um, they got that dog when they were like six weeks old or something like that. And he said, like, oh, like that. He said that puppies oh, should be it's with too their early. Mom. Yeah, it's too early. He said that puppies should be with their mom, dog mom, um, the first like 10 weeks of life. Oh, 10 weeks. Interesting. Because yeah. I know that a lot of um, breeders have the um, people like pick up the dog at eight weeks. Oh, so that's interesting that he said 10. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah, uh, he's at ten weeks, um, and it might be based on like dog the, the the breed of the dog. Yeah, but he said ten weeks. So yeah, I mean that makes sense that having them have a little bit more time would be better. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so huh. I think he mentioned a little bit of like it is important is is vital to the dog to get all the what the puppy needs mm-hmm. in those ten weeks. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So make sure you you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that might be also just a good like thing to know uh, as like a red flag about oh, a breeder yes. is if they're just trying to like churn out, you know, mm-hmm. these puppies and get them sold and stuff, then they're not going to care as much about like the best practice for like what's best for the dogs. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That That is good to know because they, there's, been, there's been stories of like how dogs, I mean, dog breeders mm-hmm. do sell the 
puppies at a very young age. Yeah. Um, one important thing that I wrote down is um, the whole um, petting. Yeah. And I thought it was very interesting. So the way that you do it is by asking permission. Right. Right. That was like one of his most like interesting and sort of different mm-hmm. things that I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, we should focus on the dog's um needs and not our own wants Mm. so in this instance like we want to pet dogs because they're cute they're fluffy they're yeah whatever you know they're being playful but we should uh put the dog's wants over our needs Uh and um and i think that was good so uh going back to the like how to pet uh he said um to ask permission so what you do is um you put your hand out, like in front of the face. Mm-hmm. You put it out. And if they're motionless, there's no movement at all, that means, okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So that means, like, I'm calm, right? And also, yeah. again, like, pet when they're calm because yeah. you're enforcing the calmness, mm-hmm. right? Um, never pet when they're not calm. Yeah. Again, that we talked about that earlier about, like, that, that shows to the dog, like, oh, I could get away with me being reckless or being whatever, um, naughty and, and I'm still going to get pet. Yeah. Um, so pet when they're calm. Um, yeah. if they, if they don't want to be pet, that means they, they show it by when they put you, you put your hand out, they turn away from the hand. Right. That means like, I don't no, want this. Yeah. 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 So that is a good thing to know because we all pet pets right we all want to uh, mm-hmm. uh give that physical um affection to our dogs yeah so i thought that was really cool to know that like you first need to ask permission mm-hmm. so um so again note here is that these are all the dogs that uh i think that this goes along uh, this might be a like uh, a rule for all dogs not just like these problem behavior dogs right couple of little things here um another like dog behavior stuff uh when they have um when dogs don't like lick their mouth or if they don't have their uh eyes like pupils dilated that means they're calm mm. so that's another thing to note mm-hmm. <laughs> um they and also you know that dogs can also have this kind of like appeasement licking so be aware of that what does that mean that means that um, this was when uh, he was talking about like asking permission mm-hmm. to pet, and the dog was licking, and that just kind of meant like I'm not sure about this about the petting. So he said like don't don't pet oh. when they're doing this appeasement licking. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ears up. What does that mean when dogs have ears up? That they're listening or that they're excited yeah alertness oh, okay yeah yeah um oh and this is a cool thing mm. he said that dogs understand again uh like their energy and stuff but he said that dogs understand our tone and sound and he said that dogs right now they understand about 240 to 250 words really yeah is that nuts that's cool yeah so the that's a lot yeah yeah so that's crazy 240 250 words yeah so they know like what we say 
That's amazing. That's a lot of words. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's incredible. Um, so that's pretty much the whole gist of like the do's and don'ts, the facts and stuff. Um, Do you want to talk about the whole like his whole thing about like not letting your dog sleep in your bed? Yeah, um, I, I do know have, you you mentioned it kind I, of in passing. I did, and I do. I still have my last little category of like mats, like kind of well, not tactics because I already talked about kind of his stuff, but just like kind of like what he does. Like mm, mm-hmm. at the beginning, the meet and greet in a way, but oh yeah, but let's do talk about let's talk about the sleeping thing. Okay, what about it? I was just curious, like, um, d- do you know sort of his explanation for why like you shouldn't have your dog sleep in your bed? I can't remember if he explained it. I think he did. I think he talked about um, giving your dog space. Yeah, and I wonder if it had to do with his whole thing about like the codependency. That you don't want to... I don't yes. know. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, again, I think that um, that's the whole thing about, like, putting our, our needs over theirs. Mm-hmm. Like, dogs don't want that. And yeah, and that it's, like, healthy for them to have, like, their space and, like, independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, they need to know, like, okay, they could be uh, 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 independent. Yeah. That's a key thing. If, and, and that's why he was talking about referring back to, like, us humans sleeping with our dogs like we should have that um distance Mm -hmm. saying like you are gonna do your thing and i'm gonna do my thing right here's our spaces um and that was very interesting going back to the episode of when um of that woman that would sleep with the dog um and the whole walking stuff that like that because of the sleeping like that was a problem that caused the dog to be very like up in arms about like other dogs he would see on the street. Hmm. So um, it's very interesting how that connects. Yeah. But I think it makes sense. Yeah. Like this, I think at the end of the day, it goes to back to being dependent. And I think that if, Mm -hmm. if you're being pet when you're just kind of like not wanting it. Yeah. As like you're sleeping with your parent, that's going to cause those issues of like, I'm irritated. I don't want this, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but yet I'm getting this like praise and, and physical like love or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's why it causes at the end of the day, like this uh, problem of like barking, biting, aggression or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I know a lot of people might not like that, like this, like, oh, I shouldn't, um, sleep with my dog. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do you mean? Uh, I think it's very common. Yeah. You know? Um, but in a way, it does make sense if, if, we, break, if we break it down, um, if we break down, like, the 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 behavior mm-hmm. and, and, like, the aftermath of, like, what what could happen at the end. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts of, as far as, like, sleeping? Um, no. I mean, yes, I guess so. I, I think that it makes sense what he was saying about, like, the independence and all mm-hmm. that. Um, I think it's one of those things that I don't think it should be like this black and white, like, oh, you have to do it this way type of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like for some dogs, it might be totally fine, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just something to be aware of in general. It's like, what kind of relationship do I have with my dog? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in this season, he didn't really break down like the whole, okay, here's the cause and effect of it, of like. Right. He kind um, of just like 
mentioned it here and there. Yeah. And so um, we learned based on those episodes uh, when he mentioned sleeping that like there's like a reason or maybe the reason why your dog is, is doing this mm-hmm. uh, problem thing, doing the, like the barking or whatnot. Um, but yeah, maybe do your own research about it. But um, to me, I think it connects um as you know we both have studied behaviors of like just humans and um and learned this through like i don't know in college and stuff like i think it it does does connect (laughs) i don't feel confident in saying that but no uh maybe yeah yeah i mean we, we talked about like you know you gotta like um, ask permission to be touched mm-hmm. and when you go to bed with them like that's what you do well not necessarily I think it, it makes sense um, but I don't know we'll, we'll put a, a we'll, we'll put a question mark on that one unless you want to give your final conclusions no I already said what I thought about it okay well moving on to other little things so um th- what Matt does, um, you know, to kind of like learn about the dog, he um, goes and um, into the the house and asks the parents, the family, like, don't like, like ignore him pretty much, mm-hmm. ignore the dog, so he could learn what does the dog do yeah. when a stranger is in the house, right? And most importantly, what the dog does when the parents are ignoring the dog, yeah. And we've seen how dogs don't like that. They start whining, start like just yeah, complaining pretty yeah, much, barking. right? Barking, all that. Yeah. Um, because he, they need that, like again, that that they're dependent on their owner mm-hmm. to to have them. They're they're, they're dependent on that attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does this like door test. Right. You want to kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So he has, he did this often, like not with every single dog, but with a lot of them, mm-hmm. he would have the, um, the parent go outside and, um, so he would have the parent like say goodbye to the dog mm-hmm. as if he was leaving and then leave the house mm-hmm. and then wait like a couple minutes, come back and, uh, like knock on the door or ring the doorbell and then come inside Mm-hmm. And then he would have them wait and not give the dog like attention or affection mm-hmm. until um, the dog was able to like calm down on its own mm-hmm. and use that like self soothing mm-hmm. um, and like get himself into like a calmer state. Yeah. Um, because I think what Matt was seeing a lot. And I feel like it's such a common thing is that the dog would get so riled up and then the person would try to like talk to him and like interact with him and stuff. And the dog would just get like more riled up and more riled up. And anyway, yeah. So he just has them literally wait until the dog is calm on its own. And sometimes that could take like 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. One one of the dogs, I think he lasted like over an hour. Yeah. I think he said that was like one of the longest ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, 
and going back to like just praising your dog and and giving them attention whenever they're calm like that that goes back to that yeah right and so that's why he does a, the dog t- the the door test mm-hmm. um and and yeah like all the times we, we see is a dog would get all crazy yeah uh whenever the the owner was was coming home so um at the end of those episodes they would try the door test again and they they were pretty calm about it whenever mm-hmm. they would see the parent and so um yeah i think it's very fascinating i think it's very like interesting um like i, I think that that is a good test like and i think that we would want dogs to be calm and and not like riled up and stuff when when we come home mm-hmm. and like that ultimately is going to um be for like friends and family that come to the house yeah right like there was an instance where there was a dog that just again like i mentioned like his problem was that he could not let people like be in the house oh yeah because he would bite he would be very Dang. aggressive yeah so th- th- it goes back to all this stuff like there's one thing could lead to another thing and another thing another thing mm-hmm. so the more you give in the more you allow mm-hmm. the dogs to be very confident and and capable of doing stuff because he's like oh i got away with this and this and that okay, yeah well let me be you know yeah and it just creates these habits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't say this, but he kind of delivers a message of like, it's not too late. Regardless right. of the age. That's why I brought up the age, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I think the oldest was like a 10 or nine yeah. year old. And he said like, it's pretty much, pretty much like dogs could learn new tricks pretty mm-hmm. much. Right. Old dogs can learn new tricks. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the message behind what he's all about, that there's no such thing as a, as a, as a bad dog. Mm-hmm. Concluding thoughts here. What are your thoughts as far as like the stuff that we talked about? Uh, I there's some stuff that you didn't really agree with. I, I know that the sleeping thing, you're not too sure about. But is there anything else? Yeah, I think in general, um, I think a lot of the things that he does seem really good and like really positive, and um, also just logically make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I would say the things that like that I'm more like. I don't know, raising an eyebrow Mm -hmm. at are just more of the like, I feel like some of the more strict like behaviorist stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that I have a little bit of like, uh, what's the word? Like a bad taste maybe? Yeah. A little bit of bad taste in my mouth, a little bit of like aversion to that. I think from like, um, being a behavioral therapist and, and feeling like, um, some of those things, some of those ideas and like principles can be taken too far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that whenever things like that come up, I'm always like a little bit cautious about it. Mm-hmm. And so like the whole, you know, like ignoring the dog until he's calm type of a thing, like only pet him when he's calm. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand it. And I think that that's a useful like piece of information to know like, okay, by doing this, I might be reinforcing like this type of behavior. I think that mm-hmm. is really useful. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I don't know. I just also think that like I would want to think about like my relationship with the dog and like the dog's feelings, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so some of those things, I'm like not sure like if I would implement it in the exact same way. Mm-hmm. But I do think 
it's useful. And I think it's also important to like keep in mind the context that like this show is not about um, dog training 101. No. It's really where he's going into extreme situations mm-hmm. where, emo- I mean, I would say the majority of the families were like their lives were kind of miserable and many of them were not going to be able to possibly keep their dogs yes if something didn't change yeah so i think that in those really like extreme and intense situations like that Mm -hmm. and especially when the dog was hurting people or hurting other dogs or other animals or threatening in a way (laughs) like Mm -hmm. people's safety um then i think that those more like maybe what seemed to me like extreme measures might make perfect sense because they're not they they don't they're not like directly harmful he wasn't he's never like harsh with the dogs or no. like hurting them or anything like that mm-hmm. to me it just almost seems like it could be seen as like emotionally kind of harsh sometimes yeah but like i said i think in those situations where it's like no this has to change and it needs to change soon mm-hmm. then that could make a lot of sense Right. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up about the like the context of of, of this because I was going to bring that up too. Um, we need to be aware that he was working with these aggressive dogs. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of aggression and uh, these other crazy um, behaviors, and like you said, the they were pretty, Matt was like the last resort, pretty much. Uh huh. He's working with dogs that the people don't want to work with, and yeah. so. Um, I think he was going back to kind of the basics of stuff and right. being really extreme. Right. There's a lot of these tactics that I think like I would want to implement. Yeah. Um, for to avoid, like, for instance, the the walking, like how mm-hmm. to walk the dog and whatnot. Um, my dogs, well, the dogs that my parents have they have an issue with like walking and they just like barking at dogs, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and barking at the neighbor's, um, dog. Oh uh, yeah. And, and so, so I, I could like, I, I could see myself like using some of these tools mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, cause I do, I, I do notice in them like, yeah, they're, they're not really chill. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important for them and also beneficial for them, not just for the people around them, for them to be able to calm themselves. Oh yeah, yeah on yeah. their own. Yeah. And so it's like, I think it's important to think about it that way, and not just like for me at least. I feel like it, that's a helpful piece of information instead of just thinking like I just have to get the dog to do like whatever I want it to do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You do want like I think that the uh, independence mm-hmm. on them. And, like you want to see that them live that like the independent life, um, but still knowing that 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 you're the the human, you're yeah. The, you're the one, you're the responsible one. You're the one that is the caregiver, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that to say, take and leave whatever you want from this episode. Yeah. Like there, I think there's some good stuff here, mm-hmm. and there's some other stuff that you might think like, yeah, I'm not sure about this, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, again, you gotta read the room and read the context of stuff, right? It's it, we're talking about like these <laughs> these aggressive dogs, um, but I still fo- found it really, really fascinating uh, with the way that he uh, handled these dogs. Yeah. So um, it was really good. So if you want to know again, like 
what kind of dogs had certain behaviors uh, and all that stuff. Like I recommend watching it. It's on, I believe, Hulu, uh, Discovery Plus, but it's definitely on Disney Plus. Yeah. So um, season two is uh, another thing that we'll break down down the <laughs> down the road uh, and, and with that i might like kind of break down like oh yeah this dog had this issue but uh yeah <laughs> miguel oh has gosh. a lot to say about this he does yeah um but overall yeah good episode good I'm, I'm i'm i put a lot of work into this episode i know you did like a lot um and i'm really glad that we are releasing this episode into the wild mm-hmm. into into the parents of dogs out there yeah um so all that to say um i hope y'all enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. as much as we did as much as i enjoyed preparing for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i'm i'm very excited to hear everyone's thoughts so let us know what you agree with and what don't you agree with mm-hmm. on our instagram our facebook and all that good stuff so yeah i think that would be really interesting because i feel like these types of things can be like, people can have strong opinions about them. Oh, yeah. And so I would be very curious to know, like, what people think or if they have opinions about, like, this is how you should train dogs or have a relationship with dogs or whatever. I would be interested to hear about that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So don't be don't be shy. Yeah. But be kind. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. And as Matt Beisner says, I was wild and out of control, but I changed. I know that dogs can change, too. See, See you, you next time. time. This episode is brought to you by a long, old segment on the Playlist Podcast called Critter Talks. Oh, true. That's so true. (laughs) Cue the music.